0: Thank you for downloading episode 52 of We Got This with Mark and Hal, our one-year anniversary. It's hard to believe that we've been doing this for an entire year, and you'll hear Mark and I say it over and over again in the episode. And a big reason for that is because of all of you who listen, who continue to listen, who tell your friends, who argue with us on social media, we can't thank you enough. Um, there are so many people who go into making the show. And one person who we haven't mentioned, who I want to give a special shout out to is Jen Alba, who does a QA for us, which means she gets to listen to episodes early to tell us if there's stuff we forgot to cut or things that are, aren't synced properly. Um, she does a great job. She is a good friend and a great QA engineer. So thank you, Jen. And thank you to Jesse Thorne. And Lindsay and Stacy and Colin and everybody behind the scenes at Maximum Fun for giving us a home in the podcasting world. Uh, they took a chance on us very early in our run. I think we were maybe four months into doing the show when Jesse uh, offered us a spot on the network. And it's been great. And, and we, we appreciate it so much. And now, without any further ado, let me take you to the end of year one of We Got This with Mark and Hal, which means the beginning of year two and the many years to come enjoy hello i'm hal Lublin,
1: and i'm mark gagliardi
0: since the dawn of humanity one issue has gone unsettled with the fate of the world in the balance we're here to settle
1: once and for all our one year anniversary that's right don't worry everyone we got this. Podcast
0: should have a theme song. Podcast should not have a theme song. Yes, they should. No, they shouldn't. They sound good. Yeah, but people are just going to skip past it. Hmm.
1: You know what? You're right.
0: We got this. Mark, happy anniversary.
1: Happy anniversary, Hal. This is amazing.
0: It is. Have it. We did it. We made it to a year. I can't believe we have been doing
1: this for a year. It is hard to believe. It feels like we just started, doesn't it? I know. I would say like if somebody asked me, they're like, how long have you been doing that show? It's like, I don't know, a couple months. (laughs) I'm glad. But like we've been doing this for a a year. That means you and I have spent lots and lots and lots of hours talking to each other, which we've always done anyway, but no one's ever listened. (laughs) Now we have a record of the fact that we're friends. (laughs) Thank oh, buddy! You know what? <laughs> Cheers, my friend. Happy, happy anniversary. I'm happy to know you. Cheers to you, and and likewise. It's an honor
0: to be recording this with you. And uh, we're we actually put this out so people may be aware of what we're doing for our anniversary. I think this will become a trend. We'll see how it goes this time, and then we'll make a decision uh, next year around March when it's our second anniversary. But sure, what we're going to do is. Mark and I are each selecting a previous episode, so a decision that we've already Mm -hmm. made, and we allowed our uh, our listeners, I almost said readers, that's not correct, our
1: listeners,
0: (laughs) wait, are we putting this out as a pamphlet? Let me just double check. Yeah. Okay.
1: Well, we what have we been paying all that money to that closed captioning company for? Oh, you're right. Yeah. Yeah. We're not even a TV show. (laughs) This is, we're getting, you know what? We're getting open captioning. <laughs> yeah. I don't want closed captioning. I want open captioning.
0: It's just a series of wingdings. <laughs> so what what we've done <laughs> is we've also allowed our our listeners to select an episode where they think that uh that we didn't get it right. And what we're going to do is we're going to select from the uh the listener suggested one, the one I have picked and the one that Mark has picked. And whichever episode Mark and I agree on at the end of this, we're going to overturn that ruling. Potentially, right? Do, we're gonna, we're gonna reopen the book on it. I think that we should overturn it. We should stick to this premise that we're going to overturn whatever we
1: select. Cause I
0: think that forces okay.
1: us to really think it through. Okay. So why don't we? Start. Well, what, what that also does is that makes me uh that makes me less interested in uh getting mine to be the one that gets chosen to get overturned because I want that one overturned and more interested in getting it overturned because I don't want the other ones overturned.
0: Right, exactly. We're you we're, know what I mean? we're we're all scrapping here. I I totally get it. I I feel uh I feel a similar way. So, okay. So we have three choices. Yes.
1: We're going to start with the audience selection and what have our listeners decided we were flat wrong about well i'll tell you
0: a lot of things
1: <laughs> well there yeah were, we get that every week
0: yeah there were so many so many different things that the audience uh suggested because i put it out there and said hey we're recording our anniversary we're, if we were going to overturn one of our decisions what would it be and and we got a lot everything from ketchup on a hot dog which some people uh still have a hair up their butt about even though they're wrong. It's not going to be that one. I'll tell you right now. There were some people who felt that I should have stood up, stood up to you more and picked a hoagie and fought for hoagie a little bit more. Some people from Philadelphia and some people from outside of Philadelphia. So that was one that was mm-hmm. thrown around a- as well. But I think the um, TV theme was another one. Uh, These are the episodes that we got a lot of feedback about anyway. The the TV theme in particular, because there are so many themes that we didn't
1: get to. I'm going to stand by our decision. Yes, we missed a lot of great TV themes. And every time someone would tweet one at us afterwards, I would go, oh, my God, I can't believe we forgot that one. But I do think that the theme to Mr. Rogers Neighborhood absolutely wins for best television theme.
0: Absolutely. And it's a good thing that you – that you shot that out of the sky right away because that is not the one that they picked. The, Good. The episode that we got the most feedback on as far as this is concerned was the episode that we recorded recently uh, with two guests in San Francisco and that Ooh. is Star Wars versus Star Trek. So a lot of people feel like we got that one wrong. And really, uh, let me break it down to what I think is going on here, just based on the feedback that I've seen. Because as you know, and as, as our listeners know, I pay a lot of attention to what you guys say, and I'm there talking with you guys. Uh, there's a, a more, uh, more than 75% chance if you get a tweet from, we got this, that it's me who's authoring it. So I like to mix it up. And the, the feedback that I saw was not that we were necessarily wrong. Some, and some people are going to be hurt about, about our decision one way or the other anyway, because they're just a Star Trek fan or a Star Wars fan. But they felt that right. we didn't give Star Trek its due during that discussion.
1: We did talk a lot about Star Wars. Yeah. And in talking about it, we, we talked about the, uh, the, downside we talked about the upsides and the downsides of star wars Rather with like if if the baseline was star trek did star wars cover the spread was kind of what we were covering yes so i you know what i would tend to agree with that that we didn't give star trek its due right um and i apologize to the fans for that yeah i personally know significantly more about star wars than i know about star trek
0: Yes, and I grew up a big fan of both. So, I watched mm-hmm. all of the original series, I've seen all of the movies uh, which which we discovered when Doc Haver and I rifled through the Star Trek film canon. Um, I've watched the animated series, I watched a lot of of Next Generation, I watched early parts of Voyager, um, I watched some of Enterprise, I watched a little bit of Deep Space 9. So, I'm I'm fairly well versed. I know that there's a huge world out there and I I know uh one one area where Star Trek is extremely strong that we should we should bring up that was pointed out by my friend uh Tom Zahler was uh, how many strong roles there are for women in the star Trek films and universe yeah. so it's uh as far as that goes it is definitely uh- he- heads above star wars however people when John Hodgman took the stage. He very eloquently laid out the cultural differences between the two, and I think mm-hmm. th- that the the sense I've gotten from people is that they're less upset about the decision and more upset about feeling that Star Trek got short shrift. And for that reason, we appreciate that you've been asking us uh, asking us about this. But r- really, that's almost immaterial how much uh, how much time we talked about Star Trek because the analysis remained the same. We could have not spoken about either. Uh, either franchise at all. And I think we would have wound up in the same place that we wound up. Do you agree, Mark?
1: I don't agree that uh if we had not talked about either franchise at all, we would have wound up in the same place. Cause the place we wound up was at the end of a star Trek versus star Wars episode. And if we spent the whole time not talking about star Trek or star Wars, it would have just been blank air for 45 minutes.
0: Well that's not true. I think we would have occasionally heard somebody in the in the audience cough. <laughs> that's and true. that's my um, favorite uh that's my favorite like sign that there that an audience either doesn't like something, they're not into it is just real quiet and you just hear like a <clears throat> I think that that's really funny. Favorite comedic device better than a tumbleweed.
1: Oh, I like a tumbleweed. Uh next episode, tumbleweed or cough? <laughs> um, i'm also and i'm i'm sensitive to uh to giving shout outs to star trek i am reluctant to dare i say adamantly against overturning uh an episode that we had a guest on right no I get uh, that. They, because they i feel like it. that's i feel like that's 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 not terribly kind to our guests though it is it may not be terribly kind to our listeners, and I apologize were there other were there other um things that were contenders for this illustrious title there of thing that we should overturn there were, were there any that were that were just us?
0: Well there there were a bunch but I think this is the one that people had the most to say about so I I feel comfortable mm-hmm. uh, including mm-hmm. it but I agree with you partially because it, there's a guest and partially because I don't think that the decision was incorrect but I think I get the sentiment behind it and I think that we've we've done a pretty good job of addressing Star Trek is beloved in many ways and it's great and you can enjoy it but also right. I mean, let's just be cool about it now, okay? What's done is done. (laughs) And I hate to as quickly eliminate it as I introduced it, but frankly, I don't think that the problem was the decision. Again, I think the problem was people didn't think – that people thought it was one sided, which I don't necessarily agree with, but I do see how we could have talked about Star Trek more. You can certainly extol the virtues of it for, for quite a long time, especially, let me point this out as well, that there's a lot of modern technology that, that exists or was inspired or, or foretold by Star Trek, including things like compact discs and, uh, and cell phones.
1: That is true. And I am really waiting, uh, to get beamed up. Yes. That's going to be next, right? Absolutely. It's
0: got to be next. I, I'm all for it. I would love to be beamed somewhere. So, <laughs> okay. Mark, have you selected an episode, uh, where you think that we should overturn? And, and look, if neither of us has a strong one, it's possible Star Trek versus Star Wars may come back. But, but both of us are inclined right. to say no to that right now, uh, partially on the grounds that there was a guest involved, uh, two guests, mm-hmm. as a matter of fact, two great guests, and partially for the guests. fact that, that the decision is good. I think we're looking for ones where there was maybe a fault in, in the episode, not, not necessarily with the reasoning, but with the final conclusion. And maybe the conclusion is a, is a, is a result of the reasoning. So we just look at it and go, you know what? I think we approached this one wrong and we need to overturn it. Is there, is there an episode that where you feel that's the case? And I, I we can each introduce our episodes and then discuss them both and then make a decision. We don't have to argue yours and then introduce mine. W- what are you thinking?
1: Well, when I was thinking about this, I was looking back through our old episodes, one specifically that did not have, I didn't even look at the ones that had guests on them. Okay. So this is specifically just episodes that were you and I. Right. Um, I, and I came up with two. Okay. And I realized that in this moment, I now have to choose. Um, I am going to, uh, I am going to give you the, the one that I'm not going to select. Okay. Uh, but I'll give you the reason behind why I think it, why it was a contender for getting overturned. And this will surprise you. Over the course of a year, you and I have talked a lot about food. And in our conversations about food, I've realized that you and I have very different tastes in things, some very similar tastes in things. But what it comes down to is you eat what you want to eat. You eat how you want to eat. And so we didn't know that one year ago when we started. Fair. Dare I say, uh our very first episode was a contender for getting overturned, and that is, should you put ketchup on a hot dog? I know you said you were adamantly against that, but um in all of our conversations about food, I thought, you know what? Maybe if the question was, could you put ketchup on a hot dog? Am I allowed to put ketchup on this hot dog? That's one worth revisiting.
0: Well, look, you could put motor oil on a hot dog. You could put anything on it. I, but I want to hear what kept <laughs> That's you from a very it. Very
1: good point. Please go ahead. Tell um, me
0: what. Tell me what kept you.
1: The winner for me, or the the one that I want to pitch as, uh, as the one that I think should be revisited. I'm sorry, Hal. You knew I was gonna do this. I think we got. I think we got it wrong with Best Christmas Movie.
0: Well, it's interesting you say that, Mark. Um, hmm. First of all, I want to know what turned you against the hot dog. Did you, it was, was it that you didn't want to ultimately overturn that because you realized that people who put ketchup on their hot dogs that are over the age of nine are insane people who need to be treated by our unique form of therapy? Or was it because you felt that the Christmas movie argument was so wrong that you had to, you had to undo a great injustice in the universe?
1: You mean why I picked the Christmas movie over should you put ketchup on a hot dog? I want to know why you didn't pick ketchup on a hot dog. Oh, because uh, my girlfriend keeps texting me about overturning the
0: <laughs> Christmas one. Did we talk about the fact that she texted – not only did she text me, <laughs> but it, like immediately after. And you texted uh. me right afterwards too. We finished recording that episode. And you, and we won't dig too deep into it yet. Cause I, I have to reveal my choice as well. But, uh, <laughs> you texted me right away and said, I have this terrible feeling. I think we made the wrong choice. Then I get a text from, from Juliana and she's saying that we made the wrong choice over and over again. Then I hear it comes out that there are accusations and I won't say who they're from that I am bullying you in these episodes. Yeah. And then. But I'm, apparently I'm bullying you about hoagies. Well, here's the thing. Then the next time I see Juliana, she starts teasing me about best Christmas movie. So I wonder, Mark, <laughs> I wonder who the real bully is. And Juliana, I love you. You're great. You're, you're so sweet. Such a kind person. But you may be a bully. You have to do. No, the, how dare you. The full Jeff Foxworthy test. If you... Is she a bully? ...tease Hal about Christmas movies, you may be a bully.
1: (laughs) If you send texts to your boyfriend about Christmas movies, you may be a bully. Well, now, here's the problem, Hal. I'm... I'm stuck between a rock and a hard place here because if I – either way, I'm the weak victim. If I say, no, you know what? Let's go with Ketchup on a Hot Dog, then I've just been bullied again by you. But if I go with Best Christmas Movie, then I've been bullied again by Juliana. Well, I will will tell you. I am going to – I'm going to – you know what? For a moment right now, I'm going to go with an I got this instead of a we got this. Okay. I am going to between those two. Now, now you're you're making me rethink my decision. Wait,
0: before you rethink it, let me tell you that mm-hmm. you are not alone. That there were there were a number of people who picked that episode as well, who think probably along the same lines that you do that that while the final two may have been correct, and some don't even think that is that was accurate. That that It's a Wonderful Life should have been named the greatest Christmas movie of all time. So you are not alone. And neither is Juliana. I'm just – I'm putting that out there. You can make whatever decision you like. You got this. I'm stepping back from the mic.
1: Mark, take it. All right. You know what? While I think about this, let's take a listen to some commercials from other great programs on the Maximum Fun Network.
0: Boy, you are taking an early commercial break to get out of this one.
1: Ty is a
0: pedantic person. I think when he pronounces these words, it's, it's in a very show-offy way. Gyro. Yiro, Sacre bleu. Sacre bleu.
1: Ayers Rock. Uluru. <laughs> and... <laughs> what you are witnessing is real. The participants are not actors. They are actual litigants with real cases. They call in via Skype to Judge John Hodgman's court, the real people's court. Now I call you to Judge John Hodgman's Internet Court. Find it at MaximumFun.org or wherever you download podcasts.
0: Hey, I'm Barbara Gray. I'm Brandy Posey. And I'm Tess Barker. Together, we make up the MaxFun Podcast, Lady to Lady. Each week, we welcome a kick-ass lady guest. We talk about our
1: lives, our dreams, and
0: the terrible decisions we've made that still haunt us. Mm-hmm. We've had on great comedians like Aisha Tyler and Margaret Trow, plus screenwriters, doctors, authors, you know, anyone who's willing to be as open as we are. It's all a lot of fun. That's us, Lady to Lady. Can you keep a secret? Neither. All right, Mark. We're back. You, yeah. had, you had a wonderful couple of ads to – I really did. To, to sort this out. And now, once again, I'm going to give you the mic and let
1: you tell everybody the episode that you've picked. Mark, go ahead. I'm going to tell you why I'm picking this episode. <laughs> okay? Go ahead. I'm going to tell you why I'm picking this episode. When I was a kid, I had a book – that was uh, a colorful well illustrated book about being nice to people right okay and one of the images in this book was uh it was it was on a page of like don't do this right one of the images in this book was a a boy and a girl and the girl has, she's in the kitchen and she's got food laid out in front of her, like assorted, um, you know, cold cuts and whatnot, uh, and has made herself a sandwich. And the guy standing next to her, the boy, there's a little speech bubble over his head that says, ooh, that's disgusting. Only a weirdo would eat something like that. And the look on this little girl's face, even in an illustration, was so sad and so hurt. That I thought to myself, I don't want to tell people how to eat if that's going to make them feel that way. So I am going to say, you can put ketchup on a hot dog. Okay. So that is your choice. You want to
0: nominate of all of our episodes. Should you put ketchup on a hot dog for, for being overturned?
1: Yeah. Even though, uh, even though it's a wonderful life is a far superior Christmas movie. To A Christmas Story. Mark, I'm sorry.
0: That is not being overturned. So you're incorrect. Okay. Now, <laughs> I want you to know I gave you every opportunity. I'm sure I can't wait to text Juliana and tell her what you did.
1: <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, so you have gone. No, you know what? No, no. Christmas movie. I'm going to Christmas. No, movie. You What's that- yours? <laughs> Hang on. What's yours? Tell me what yours is and then I'll pick mine because you, it's, it's going to be whichever one I can convince you of <laughs> more you just, easily. You just got bullied by proxy. I used
0: her to yeah. bully you.
1: No, I think you really I, did. You made a valid. No, choice. tell me what yours is. Hang on. Tell me what yours is and I'll decide which one mine is well, Mark, after you tell me what yours is. Not fair making me go first. Mark, is it I'll the damn you. hoagie one? Listen,
0: it's, I, there are many that have come to mind where I thought uh-huh. maybe we didn't get it right. The Hoagie one certainly was chief, and I, I get it for everybody from Philadelphia who said that I should have fought harder. But here's mm-hmm. the thing.
1: Yeah. All of them said – You know said, who fought hard? Rocky.
0: Rocky fought really hard. Rocky ran up some steps. Rocky beat up a dead cow. Rocky did a lot of things, a lot of great things. But uh, here's the thing. Everybody said you should have fought harder, not that our ruling was incorrect. And it hurts me every time – I I think of of the word sub replacing the word hoagie, but that is not the episode that I'm picking. Uh, even though really you would think that's that's like a passion project of mine, but I recognize that we <laughs> have a greater responsibility with this podcast to tell people how to live their lives, and sometimes that includes making difficult choices. So mm-hmm. I did not pick that one. Another one that, that came up for me that I thought maybe we could revisit. Uh was the dogs versus cats episode
1: Because oh.
0: it is the one episode of all of the episodes mm-hmm. we've done and the other fifty one where we really didn't come down with a hard ruling. We basically said uh cats are probably a better sort of indoor pet for any they're they're better for for most different kinds of
1: living, but really you should cats are a better pet. start cats are a better first pet, but, dogs yeah. are a better pet was it, what
0: we settled on i believe exactly basic essentially we said, do whatever you want but this show is not about letting people do whatever they want. <laughs> this show is about <laughs> laying forward a very a specific set of rules that people are requesting right. from us. They want us to tell them how to live their lives. and Yeah, I, now, clearly. I, here's what I think. It's interesting that you would pick um, best Christmas movie. As an episode to overturn as a potential one. And I understand you're still on the fence. I will, I will say go ahead and still be on the fence because I am not on the fence about my choice. Really? Okay. And I have support for this and I had support when the episode came out. There is one episode that we had where it wasn't even really a debate. It was just me trying to move you off of a personal opinion to make what was the clear choice. It is another holiday-themed episode. Mark, <laughs> I'm putting up for nomination, Worst Christmas Song. I think you are wrong. I get what you don't like about simply having a wonderful Christmas time. It is a trite pop song, but there are songs way worse, Christmas Shoes in particular. And I have – I don't know if I've given it to you yet, but uh our friend Kerry, Exude Awesome on Twitter, mm-hmm. gave me the TV movie of Christmas Shoes. Which I have not opened yet because I'm afraid to. Is it Rob Lowe in that? Probably. The fact that you even know. Of course. I'm sure he is. I'm sure he is. Who isn't? Who isn't in that movie? I'm sure everybody's in that movie. But I, that would be the one that I would put up. And I would specifically say, all right, let's forget all the other uh, Christmas songs that are about farting on Santa's lap and what happened to Grandma – And what may or may not be consensual action between a man and a woman. And I will, I will say to simplify it that Christmas shoes is the worst Christmas song of all time. And a a repetitive simple song doesn't even hold a candle to it. That is what I'm putting forward. Worst Christmas song, Mark.
1: Wow. Um. I really, really, really hate that Paul McCartney song.
0: I know you do, but, but before we start digging into these, I want to hear your choice because you've now flip-flopped back and forth between these two, uh, subjects.
1: Yes. You know what? Um, I'm going to go ahead. We'll keep it holiday themed and I'm going to go ahead and say, I really do think that the far superior Christmas movie is It's a Wonderful Life. So, you know what? Merry Christmas, everybody. We're going back to the holidays. We both said we weren't going to do this, by the way, and just pick the holiday episodes that made us the maddest. (laughs) Um,
0: (laughs) So, you are walking – so, you're willing to say now, by the way, that like that children's book, that all those people who – who have a sad?
1: Look oh, their don't! Face. No, no, no! This is you bullying. No, no, you know, no I'm not you bullying are, you. You know, you are you are the boy. You are the boy calling me a weirdo for having a bologna and peanut butter sandwich in my mouth. I can eat whatever I want to eat, but yeah. you know what? You shouldn't put ketchup on a hot dog. You can, but we're trying as culinary experts, much like uh, you know an iron chef would tell you not to mix two things. We're not calling you names for doing it. We're just saying you shouldn't do it. Yeah. So, I realized that I don't, hold on. I don't have much of a leg to stand on in this because I waffled on which one I was going to do. Um, well, no, I think, but I really do. I, I, the, the one that, the one that I, I really felt the worst about the longest was, or the only one I ever felt bad about. That's a terrible way of putting it. The only (laughs) one I ever felt that, that I really did feel that we had gotten wrong was, I, and, you know, I didn't want this to be the one that I picked because I knew you were going to accuse me of this bullying thing. I really do think that It's a Wonderful Life is a superior Christmas movie.
0: Okay. Uh, look, I'm not surprised that you picked this one. I, I would have expected it. And I thought yeah. when I received those initial texts from you after we recorded that episode that you, uh, that you sincerely felt that way. I don't think it's necessarily a, a product of bullying. I do think Juliana shares the opinion with you and she is not afraid to share her opinion in public or over text to you or to me or right. to anybody. But sure, I, I do want to say very quickly that uh, you are the good cop in this relationship and I'm the bad cop. So all you hot dog mm-hmm. people, that's twice you've been shut down. Don't make it a third time. Do not make it a third <laughs> time because we will get ketchup removed from the earth. We'll be like Martin Screlly and we'll be like, oh, you like ketchup? I just bought ketchup. I'm getting – uh, I'm burning all ketchup.
1: Um. Can we, can we do an episode that is, uh, best Acme, Wiley e. Coyote way to get rid of Martin Shkreli? <laughs> Don't you think it would be something that he would buy that would backfire on yeah. him? Yeah. To for those who don't know who Martin Screlly is, uh, Martin Shkreli is the CEO of a uh, pharmaceutical company that purchased the rights to a drug that cost $17 a pill and raised the price of it to $750 a pill just because he could. And then shortly thereafter bought for $2 million the only extant copy of a Wu-Tang album. Uh, that no one had ever heard before. Wu-Tang released this album. They were gonna, only going to make one, and they put it up for auction. A human being would have bought it at auction and then figured out a way to distribute it to the people. This guy bought it at auction and said, now no one else in the world can hear it but me. That's who we're dealing with.
0: Yes, and he's threatened to destroy it, and he's started like a, a feud with, I think, Ghostface Killer, where he – <laughs> he makes his own like uh, videos where he's throwing shade. It's very bizarre,
1: but we don't want sure. look. We don't want to shake hands. Sure, with here's either. what here's what you ought to do. You want to uh, you want to have a, a feud going with a guy with killer in his name.
0: Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so you and I, uh, are, anyway, I, we're headed to the safer <clears throat> pastures of the holidays.
1: Yes. Happy holidays, everybody. Oh, by the way, while we're on the holidays, can I, uh, my brother pointed this out to me. I don't know if I said this in an episode. Um, I never remember what we talk about when we're done. Um, do you know, <laughs> I'm kidding. Uh, it was that, that, remember when we were talking about the little, uh, Star Trek Christmas tree ornament? Yes. I may have just been telling you this over the phone or something. I don't know if we talked about it in an episode. I got it wrong. What Spock actually says on that is, Shuttlecraft to Enterprise. Shuttlecraft to Enterprise. Spock here. Happy holidays. Live long and prosper. So I wanted to get that out there.
0: It's a really long recording for an ornament.
1: It really is, yeah.
0: <laughs> is there is there another one where he just <laughs> reads the Talmud?
1: Yeah, the whole thing. (laughs) Yeah, because everybody wants that on their Christmas tree, Hal. (laughs)
0: It's about time that we're all united by Spock, who is Jewish. Leonard Nimoy is Jewish. He was. That's true. Still is, forever.
1: Still is, yeah. Yeah. So okay, you don't stop. Oh, yeah, it's it's not like uh, it's not like when people are. Well, you know what? Let's not get into religion. <laughs> um, what do you think is? But for real though, what do you think is the best religion?
0: <laughs> A flying spaghetti monster. Just because. Let's. let's I love the. Pictures. Let's fight this out. All right, look. <laughs> we're both we're both deep in in Christmas land. I think it's worst yes. song that needs to be redecided. You think it's it's
1: best movie. Um, where, how do you want to approach this? Cause I don't know, man. Me. We're usually, we're usually like, we're the Supreme court. We're usually hearing arguments. And now we're, now we're making them.
0: Okay. Here's what you we'll know do. What
1: I mean. Let's take each right. one and we'll discuss why it shouldn't be overturned. And,
0: and, uh, so for example, let's start with Christmas movie. I'll tell you why I think it shouldn't be overturned. You tell me mm-hmm. why you think that it should be overturned. Okay. Okay. Okay, so I, I will tell you, first of all, I love the movie It's a Wonderful Life. I, I, I don't think either of us dislikes the other movie that was the top contender. And that's really what we're talking mm-hmm. about here. We're not going to go back and pick uh some uh, obscure other Christmas movie. We're really going to talk about what the final two were for each of these episodes. We agree on that, right? Right. So to me, I think that. That it's a wonderful life is ultimately a very depressing movie. That the, the first, uh, what feels like the first three hours are George Bailey just getting hammered, straight up hammered. Nothing works out well for him. He gets beaten by his alcoholic boss. He loses his hearing because his, his brother uh, is an idiot riding a shovel onto a lake. Uh, and then ultimately he learns that he can never leave. So everything he wanted in his life he can never have. He has to not settle, but this life that he's had in in Bedford Falls is the only life he can ever have because otherwise everybody will be miserable and everything will be terrible. So it's not really about it's it's sort of like suck it up, George. Life's not that bad. It's it's about your outlook on it, which is not a terrible message, but at the same time that it doesn't have that like follow your dreams uh aspect that I think uh Christmas should
1: have to it. Mm-hmm. Am I gonna am I supposed to uh wait until you've done <laughs> a whole run and then rebut.
0: Oh, well, if you have something to say now. Are we, are we, we discuss,
1: it. are we discussing? Well, Let's discuss that you're, you're focusing on the first part of it. You're focusing on the whole point of It's a Wonderful Life and the reason that It's a Wonderful Life is such a perfect Christmas movie and it's such a perfect everyman story is that so many people don't get what they want and what they think is important but in the end, what, it's the ending of that movie. And it's not about, you know, Clarence and a bell ringing and an angel getting its wings. What that movie is about is about, it's what's written in the front of Mark Twain, of the, uh, the Mark Twain Tom Sawyer book is, uh, remember, no man is a failure who has friends. And that's what this movie comes down to for me is it's about family. It's about relationships. It's, It's look around – it reminds everybody to look around at their life and be grateful and thankful and revel in and enjoy the people that they have in their life. That is – people talk about the true meaning of Christmas. That is the true meaning in my book where – a Christmas Story is wonderful. It's really funny. It's really sweet. But it's about a boy who wants a present. That's the entire thrust of this movie. Yes, it's Christmas through a child's eyes, which is important. And in the end, uh you made an argument to me uh after we were discussing this that uh really after the bumpus hounds eat the turkey, you think the old man's going to go crazy, but then he doesn't. And isn't that sweet that he doesn't? I had never thought about that as a theme until you mentioned it but I have thought about w- what it's a wonderful life means and that is I think it's it's brought home so beautifully and it's not just it's not just one character it's not just about George Bailey that movie is about every character even down to uh old man Gower uh, at the drugstore losing his son and uh George helping him and him returning the favor and Nick in the Martini or Nick in Martini's bar and Martini, how it feels to buy your own home. It's really deep, real human characters in this movie. That's the beauty of, of it's a wonderful life is you're reminded at Christmas time, how important community is where, there are basically, you know, a dozen characters in, uh, in A Christmas Story. Not all of them particularly well fleshed out, uh, as well as the characters in It's a Wonderful Life are. Yes, A Christmas Story is an amazing, brilliant, funny, Gene Shepard is a genius and the movie is great, but for me, the movie that warms me at Christmas time, the movie that makes me cry every single time I watch it because it gets me thinking about all the important people in my life. I don't finish watching a Christmas story and want to get up and call friends and talk to my family and be around the ones that I love. I think that's a really funny, great Christmas movie and it reminds me of childhood. And childhood is important at Christmas time. Yes. We get told that constantly. Uh, and I agree that Christmas through the eyes of a kid is the best. But the, if we're getting to the meaning of the holidays and what that time of year has meant, since the time that the old Norse would go indoors for uh, a month because it was too cold outside and burn a Yule log, Even hearkening back to those days, it's all about family and community. And that's what that movie is to me. And that's why that movie is important. And that's why I think that movie is the best Christmas movie ever made because it reminds people that what is really important is community. A group of people watching It's a Wonderful Life is going to walk away from it better people than a group of people that's watching uh, a Christmas story that just had a good time.
0: See, and I would argue that at the end of a, of a Christmas movie, uh a Christmas story rather, it's all about the family anyway. So, it's not even that his reaction is uh that after the bumpus hounds come in and eat the turkey, he's like, "Oh, he's okay with it." He laughs. It's they're all together for Christmas. It's nothing that they planned. Nothing goes according to plan in that film. But ultimately, they're there together creating uh, creating a family memory. And that to me makes me think of all the times that I had had things with my parents or with friends that didn't quite go as planned. And we found ourselves in a situation that we felt like, Oh, this is so bizarre. But the memory of this is going to live with us forever. So in that way, it does make me think about the people who are close to me in my, in my life that I've had those special moments with where, where you just go, Oh man, nothing's going to go right. But as long as we're together, we can have a good time and make something great out of anything.
1: Um. Yes, but I don't think of that scene as being – I don't think of that scene as being as important to the movie and as iconic in the movie as the final scene of It's a Wonderful Life is. Partly because the final scene in A Christmas Story also suffers from a little bit of Mickey Rooney and Breakfast at Tiffany's. And I know we – we eliminate, we have eliminated things in the past for odd reasons. Uh, we eliminated George Washington as best president because he owned slaves. We eliminated Sean Connery as best bond because he allegedly hit his wife. Um, we, not saying these are bad reasons to get rid of, uh, not saying that these are flippant reasons, but, um, the, uh, the slightly racist ending of a Christmas story might put a, uh, might put a gravy stain on an otherwise perfectly bleached hand towel of okay. an ending.
0: All right. You, you make a salient point. I, I would also say about, um, it's a wonderful life that there's really no comeuppance for, for the guy who essentially stole, wasn't it like $8,000?
1: $8, $8,000
0: from the yeah. savings and loan, which only gets lost because His uncle's a moron and has the the strings tied to his fingers all the time. So, like, as a responsible business owner, you could have your uncle involved in that business and not say, hey, can you you take this giant wad of cash over to the bank? I'm sure
1: nothing will happen. Well, it never had happened in the past. It just in that moment he got – look, these are great, beautiful characters. And what Uncle Billy lacks in common sense, he makes up for in – Absolutely loving every character in that movie. There's not a mean bone in Uncle Billy's body. So you can't say that Uncle Billy is the reason that that movie comes in second. I just think you think it's cool that Uncle Billy has a bird.
0: (laughs) 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 Did you know anybody with a bird growing up?
1: Um, No, I never knew anybody that had a bird. Like, I mean, there was like – in town, you know, like when you would go to a carnival or something, there would be like, you know, a carny with a bird. But that was about it. I never had like a buddy with a bird. Did you have one?
0: Uh My uh, friend Ian, his father had a, a parrot, I think, or a parakeet that he mm-hmm. loved. And he would have the parrot would like sit on his finger and stuff. And I think uh, I could be wrong that he could put like a seed in his mouth, like in between his lips, and the bird would take it out without touching his mouth. Like you get, you can get attached to a bird. Is what I'm saying. I've never i they they frighten me. I think I'm gonna get attacked all the time when there's a bird nearby. I'm just waiting for it. <laughs> and I don't. I've never been attacked by a bird. You're before. not. E- <laughs> Look, I just assume every animal is has concealed weapons that is coming to kill me. Is that so weird?
1: <laughs> That's what I was just about to say. You're not a pet guy, are you? I, I am. Look, I
0: grew up with dogs. Uh, I get along mm-hmm. with ca- like cats. The thing that, about cats, and I've talked about this before, that, that creeps me out is knowing if they're not declawed, that if they don't like you, they can claw you. And if they do like you, they can claw you.
1: <laughs> yeah. But if they're declawed, they have had, uh, a really terrible, uh, procedure performed on them.
0: Exactly. Yeah. You, you don't want them declawed. I like, I, you, you don't want to do the thing where you, where you tip, where you put the rubber tips on. Like the best thing to do is just take it. Get a scratching, get just a scratching trim post and hope it's not your leg. La- even that I've heard is not
1: great. Aren't right, you supposed to let them you just do trim it naturally? The, the, the very tips off? I don't know. I'm, I'm, it's been a while since I had a cat. All right. Uh, fine. God, God rest her soul. Yes. <laughs> Alea
0: Shullam. Um, okay. So.
1: I don't know what that means. You make this a, is compelling a Christmas episode, point. Hal. <laughs> Could we, yeah. I apologize for bringing my junior right, into Christmas discussion <laughs> um do you think that judaism is better than christianity nice try so let's talk about <laughs> worst christmas
0: song okay yeah so this whole episode um i think this whole episode is kind of a sham and here's why i think that you came in with your answer and you were unwilling to to move from it at all and and if our job as, as, as hosts of this podcast is to be a supreme court of dumb things, then you have to be able to put aside your personal opinion, hear all arguments and then make a cogent decision. And what we had was you going, no, it's this song because I hate it and me trying to convince you otherwise. So I don't even think any of the other songs that were put up got a fair shake, but the, the, the very notion. That a song that is just takes place at Christmas where uh, this, this uh, little girl who has a dying parent is buying shoes for her to go meet Jesus or whatever is somehow not as bad a song as a repetitive Paul McCartney song uh, is crazy to me. And I think part of the reason that, that you dislike it and tell me if I'm wrong. Is Mm -hmm. because we've already established that Paul McCartney is the best Beatle. We've decided that, and this was a great black mark on on his work, as far as you were concerned. And and I get it. I like the song. I don't think it's that bad. I know a lot. Like it's sort of a cool, like cool or in thing to bash that song around the holidays because it's everywhere. But do you think? Oh, are you
1: are uh, you saying that I'm just doing it to be hip?
0: No, no, no. What I'm saying is, uh, well, I'm just saying it's become an invoke thing. I'm not saying that's why you do it. I I, I'm Mm -hmm. asking you. Do you think it's possible that the reason why you dislike that song so much is because it's a Paul McCartney song and you expect a lot more from him?
1: Um no, the reason that I I I I really do love Paul McCartney. I think he's wonderful. We've determined he's the best Beatle. And I will I you know, I you make a very valid point about this one. Um I was not being fair. To Paul, Sir Paul, uh, <laughs> based on, based on the, uh, the earworm factor. And, uh, and it's such that song is such an annoying earworm to me. <laughs> uh, but I, I kind of revel in enjoying an annoying earworm. And I think it's fun to pick something like that song to be my arch nemesis. Right. No, um, I, I get that. So in that, in that regard, um, in that regard, I, yeah, I, I think that, uh, I think that you're, I think that you may be right. I think that that, I think that that, uh, I did not give the other songs a fair shake. And I would be, I would be willing, more than willing, To claim that the word, every time you sing Christmas shoes, it makes me, it makes me laugh because I think about how terrible the lyrics are. Um,
0: I will tell you, I've never even heard the song, but knowing what it's about and hearing you, you were the one, you didn't even sing it. You did like a Shatner, like a reading of the lyrics and it's, Mm -hmm. it's a dumpster fire. It's, it is (laughs) hot garbage. (laughs)
1: Hot um that, you know, all right. That's (laughs) that song is while simply having a wonderful Christmas time is a terrible, lazy, dumb song full of dumb lyrics (laughs) like (laughs) and And even dumber music made with a keyboard that Paul, I guess, bought at four and recorded on at (laughs) four fifteen. What does this button do? Like it's. (laughs) Oh, it's got an echo feature. Like, (laughs) like a, a lazy, terrible song. Yes. Uh, that to me, is is viscerally an attack it is it is a it is a visceral gut punch of a terrible song right i realize that not everyone feels that way I, I feel like i'm i would i would agree with you i feel like subjectively in my opinion simply having a wonderful christmas time is the worst christmas song and i may have been a little too steadfast in that looking back i feel that Objectively, Christmas shoes is really offensive and really, really manipulative and terrible. So i I'm torn right now, Hal.
0: I, I because,
1: agree. We're in an interesting because place. I want to. We're in an interesting place because i I know you feel very strongly about overturning this one. I do because, because of actions that I took. Um, but if it means I don't get to say that, uh, that it's a wonderful life is the superior Christmas movie, then I will, it'll be like when a politician that's in your party does something really stupid, but you have to defend him or her. Because you're like, ah, eh, but they're the guys that I agree with on everything. So I got to defend this bozo. Um, I feel like that may be the case right now, unless you are willing. I'll do it. I'll sit here and I will, I will sit here and I will make a, a cogent argument that simply having a wonderful Christmas time is a better song or is a worse song. And we could be here all night. <laughs> or are you willing to overturn them both?
0: I well, hold on. Mark, I see what you're doing here. You're trying to, what cut, am I doing? You're trying to cut a deal, you're trying to cut a deal yeah. with me. I, yeah. I am willing to stick to the premise that we we're over only overturning one of these. I'm even willing to say it's possible that it could turn out to be Christmas movie, but you've just admitted, do I need to roll back the tape?
1: That, yeah, no, 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 you don't. I will, I will look. I'm very good at arguing about things that I know I'm incorrect about. (laughs) And I will sit here and I will do it all night. Hal, I will do it all night and you can all make it all stop just by saying we will overturn them both.
0: Mark. What would you say you're doing right now?
1: If you had to put a bullying uh, you. Yeah. You're bullying, bullying you, Hal. I am bullying victory. Is it working? Do we get to overturn both? Juliana, I hope
0: you're listening to this episode and that you've learned <laughs> who the real bully is here I'm trying to bully me into this. Now you're probably cool with it because, because you're, uh, you're, you're, uh, little Janie. I love, uh, uh, I can't even remember the name of the movie anymore. I've, it's completely flown out of my mind. That's it's how, a wonderful life. It's a wonderful life. Is it really? Is it really? Yeah. I ask you. Hal, is this going to be our last episode? No. This is going to be the first episode of a new age.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: Where we recognize
1: that. We I just laughed just like Ben Acker. Thing. You made me laugh like Ben Acker right there.
0: Oh, wait. Do you want to hear my Ben Acker laugh?
1: Please do it. <laughs> Oh, that's really good.
0: <laughs> that's the new Ben Acker laughter hour coming soon. Um, I, I think I, I get, I think you actually made a stronger argument in case, of, in, in, in the case, uh, or for the case rather of turning it over when you talked about how good mm-hmm. a film it was. I think where it fell apart for you was when you were cornered and realized. That while you thought that might be a mistake, that there was a bigger mistake out there. And it was – it had happened a couple of weeks earlier.
1: Oh, no. No, 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 no. Look, <laughs> you – the way you just put that – the way you just put that is interesting. If it's about which was the bigger mistake, I'm fully willing to uh argue and vehemently argue and believe the argument that saying a Christmas story was a better movie than It's a Wonderful Life uh is – Way more of a mistake than getting best Christmas song or be getting best. Uh, let me say that sentence one more time. I am fully willing and able and happy and I don't know why this sentence is so hard to say because there's so much to it.
0: Oh, because it's full of crap and it's too heavy to carry. No,
1: hold on, hold on, hold on. No, 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 no. <clears throat> I am fully willing to say that our decision on the Christmas movie was a way bigger mistake than our decision on uh, the worst Christmas song. So, yeah, maybe worst Christmas song was a mistake, but the bigger mistake was best Christmas movie. Uh, Mark, you're out of your mind. Listen, (laughs) look, we can end this right now. If we overturn both mistakes, we're we're not a Supreme Court overturns. <laughs> I've Then I'm not budging. We're going to be here all night, Hal. This is exactly the
0: problem. You're going re- reverting right back to where you were with this Paul McCartney nonsense. Now listen,
1: yeah, I, I think will, that I feel that strongly about "It's a Wonderful Life" as a Christmas movie. Here's the deal. I'll make you, okay? Okay.
0: Not going to overturn both. I, I would say this: if you're willing to to go with me on what you know is is the right path here which is to overturn mm-hmm. the ridiculous decision that a song that repeats words and musical phrases over and over again is somehow worse than a song that is a cloying attempt to get us to face our own mortality through the eyes of a, of a poor child trying to buy heaven shoes for her mama. Over, uh I will admit that uh if you're willing to – Finally, put this one to to rest and come to your senses mm-hmm. I'm mm-hmm. willing to admit that while while we have selected a christmas story i will I will put the margin of victory at uh fifty point one to forty nine point nine which means by some statistical measures it could be considered.
1: Wait, are you just doing? Are you just doing this because you want to win? What's? We can both win, Hal. We can both win. Mark, you don't
0: understand. Look, all we have to do is overturn both of them. We are not. You are trying to
1: to drag me down into hell with you, and I'm not dragging you down into hell with me. I'm. You know what? I am fully. You know what, Hal? Let me say something. Say it. People of the world. Oh, no, no. You
0: don't say that. I know what you're trying to do. (laughs) Nice try. No. This is a one-year
1: anniversary. And you know what? Let's – a one-year anniversary is a good time to take stock of our relationship and think about how much we mean to each other and how much this audience means to us. And I think we've done a lot of good. We're not used to arguing. We're used to figuring things out together. Yes. And – I feel like we've figured this out, that <laughs> maybe we were wrong twice, Hal. And I think this is good for us, and it's good for our relationship. Oh. Oh, Mark. Mark, Mark, Mark. I People think, of the world.
0: No, stop it. I think what is best for business <laughs> here mm-hmm. is, is to really take a look at what are we doing with this show. How are we approaching mm-hmm. our decisions? Okay. Are we approaching mm-hmm. them as a team where, where we try our best to objectively look at every entry when we're looking at a broader topic to, mm-hmm. to really discover what is the best or the worst as the case may be and not just dig our heels in to the point where, where we are unwilling to, to move or make a concession because we, we don't want to uh, what they would call in in writing, and you and I have both done a fair amount of writing. Th- you know, throwing your favorites in the river, to put it nicely. Mm-hmm. You're unwilling to make the sacrifice necessary in order to do what's truly right. I would argue, right, that you are uh, to to borrow a word that I am now using for the second time today. Thank you, Hamilton, for reminding me it existed. Being intransigent for mm-hmm. for the purpose of trying to further your own agenda as opposed to looking back and going we made an error in our judgment and we need to fix it now and not only was the error in judgment but the error was in process i would argue that the best christmas film that the process was sound we looked at so
1: many different movies so many so many the process christmas was movies. the process was incomplete if that was the conclusion we came to well mark come on how Let me, let me, let me further, uh, let me further with your, uh, with your, what is this show about? I will, I will take a step back even further and I will say really what this show is about, Hal. At the end of the day, it's about entertaining an audience. And do you think that an audience is going to be more entertained if the two of us End this episode on a high, realizing that we both have made some mistakes, and we walk off like Claude Rains and Humphrey Bogart at the end of Casablanca. Or do you think they'll be more entertained if one of us ends this episode defeated and sad? The second thing.
0: Have you seen these people who listen?
1: That's what they I don't know mark. how. Who's upset? Hal, who's angry? This is a this is a I'm, show about visceral emotions and reactions. Hal, I'm reaching out. I'm reaching out my hand to shake yours. I'm crossing. All you my have arm. to do is take my hand.
0: <laughs>
1: if that handshake
0: means that uh that you're willing to overturn the terrible Christmas song decision, then I will I will allow it.
1: I told you, Hal. I could do this all night. Paul McCartney's song is worse. See, I'll tell you what.
0: This is, I, I, I don't, I don't even want to put it to chance. I was just about to say, let's do rock, rock, paper, scissors, but verbally. <laughs> How dumb is that? Where, where
1: have you taken no. me right now? Especially because our recordings were in two different cities are kind of on a delay. Yeah, exactly. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and I don't know which one of us is ahead and which one is behind.
1: Exactly. So we'll both pretend that we didn't hear. You know what I mean? It'll just be us going ready. One, two, Three. That that's what we would both do. Yeah, exactly. Look.
0: What what uh oh man. You you're killing me here, Mark. You've admitted How am I that killing you, you? Hell, I'm holding out my hand, all you have to do is shake it. You've admitted that you know you're wrong, and your solution is to be even more wrong in order to try to to right the wrong. That you feel, that you feel happened in the best Christmas movie. And you were okay with it when we made the decision, let me say. If you
1: go back and Uh, listen to that Christmas song episode. Five seconds after we were done, I went, we've made a terrible mistake. Look.
0: I I was saying that when we, when we were halfway through the worst Christmas song episode. So that one, not only has it, if you want to go by which is the worst error, it's Christmas song. If you want to go by which one has been a worse error for longer, it's Christmas song. You still
1: lose. Do you see? Do you see? No, I, cause I still think that the Paul McCartney one is a worse Christmas song. No, you don't. You've already admitted yeah, I do. it's not. <laughs> a person, no, to me, it is. Objectively. Yeah. Objectively, ob- objectively, sure, but this show is about subjectivity, Hal. This Look, is about- this is really easy to end. You can end this right here. Mark, I have a solution. Okay, since neither of us feels like neither of us feels like we're going to budge on this one. That's that is true. Are 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 you a gambling man? Uh I'm not as good a gambler as you are. You and I've been to casinos together. You're a great gambler.
0: Well, uh this is this is really out of my hands. Here's what I've done. Well, while, okay. while you were uh blabbing on about uh something, I <laughs> texted <laughs> Our producer, Ken Plume, and I texted him with one phrase. I said, give me a number between 1 and 10. That includes the number 1 and the number 10. Mm -hmm. Uh, Now, if I were to just say to you, tell me what the number is, I'm giving you a 10% chance. Right. So what I will do is say this to you. I will ask you if the number is even or odd. And I, I have a screenshot of the text. I'm willing to post it and send it to you. I'm asking you to trust me that, that the number is what I say it is. So you will tell me even you. or odd. Good to know. And then I will issue, I will oh, issue our decision is so based on it. So is that number an even number? Uh, we can go even number, odd number or, uh, uh, what is it? Five, five and under or six and above. No,
1: no, no. We'll go even or odd. Even or odd works. Okay. So, Mark, is that number even or odd? That number is odd. People
0: of the world, we made a terrible mistake this past holiday season. And now only through the the laws of probability and chance. Were we able to come to a decision? Because the truth is we could have overturned either worst Christmas song or best Christmas movie. It's that close. And I know and Mark knows that so many of you feel so strongly about both. We got your responses on both. We got everybody saying it should have been. It's a wonderful life. We got all those people saying it should have been Christmas shoes. But the truth is we can only overturn one. That's what we promised. And we came to an impasse. You heard us to argue. Did you like it? It was uncomfortable. I don't like arguing with Mark. I love Mark. Mark's like a brother to me. And he has real brothers. So he doesn't have to feel the same way. It's fine, Mark. I understand. But we have overturned one of those. And we, turned, we left it to our producer, Ken Plume. I wrote to him and said, send me a number between 1 and 10. Pick a number. And he sent me a number dutifully. Just immediately sent a number over. And I asked Mark, is that number odd or even? And if he got it right, we would overturn Best Christmas Movie. And if he got it wrong, then we are going to overturn My Choice, Worst Christmas Song. Mark, have I made you wait long enough? Yes! <laughs> Based on what I have said, do you think that you are right or do you think that you are wrong?
1: <sighs> I think I'm right all the time.
0: People of the world. <laughs> Today... We struck a blow against bullying. And how did we do that? Mark got it wrong. The number was eight, which means we are overturning Worst Christmas time. Oh. Mark, I know this is rough for you. Yeah. And I wish I could say I feel bad, and I don't want you to suffer, but... <laughs> I think the right thing won here. I was very nervous about how this is going to turn out. But Christmas Shoes is now officially the worst Christmas song of all time. But let's be (laughs) clear. I am in no way, even though I enjoy the song, simply having a wonderful Christmas time as a pop song. I am in no way endorsing it as a great Christmas song. It is now a close second. It is It is also a garbage song. Sorry, Sir Paul. We love you. And I also, I want to say this to you end of juliana i love the movie it's a wonderful life i remember very strongly the first time i saw it i enjoy it every year but that decision is closed the records are now sealed on our first year of episodes and all has been decided asked and answered 52 straight times
1: wow hey you know what buddy what congratulations on a full year of this podcast it has been an absolute
0: pleasure it really has. I, I'm, I'm excited to see what happens in our upcoming year. I think we've got some really fun, big things on the way. Yeah.
1: And, uh, stay tuned everybody. Uh, and also keep sending us ideas for episodes. We got a whole nother year coming up. Uh, please let us know what you want us to cover. Reach out to us on Twitter at We Got This Tweets or check out the Maximum Fun subreddit. There's an argument happening right now.
0: Yes. Or you can come argue with us on Facebook.com forward slash we got this podcast or email us your arguments, which you have. I've read them at we got this podcast at gmail.com. Mark, are you aware that we get emails sometime that is just people telling us why we're wrong?
1: No. I don't I don't know the password for that email account. (laughs) (laughs) I'll tell you off the air. Oh, okay. And also, as always, thank you to our musicians, Jonathan Dinerstein and Mike Furman, for our score and our theme song, respectively.
0: Thank you to producer Ken Plume. Thank you to researcher Kate McManus. And thank you to graphic designer Uri Kelman, who redid our, our original logo, which was done by our own Mark, which was a wonderful logo as well. So thank you both for your uh, your contributions
1: graphically over our first year. And yes, thank you, thank you, thank you to everyone who listens to the show. We have an absolute blast doing this, and um we – as long as you keep listening, we'll keep doing it, and we love you guys, and we thank you, and um, if I may, remember, no man is a failure who has friends. Thanks for the wings. For Hal Loveland, I'm Mark Gagliardi. And for Mark
0: Gagliardi, I'm Hal Loveland, and don't worry, everyone.
1: We got this. We got this.